invite you to have a seat. Weary travelers. I think in some form or fashion, we can all relate to that statement and that song in some way. Today, as I was preparing, or not just today, but earlier, as I was preparing for uh, our message today, I, I spoke with some friends of mine who are pastors, and I told them that we're going to be talking about a journey together, and, and, and journeying together well as a community. And as I said that, they scratched their head and said, well, that's really easy for you to talk about, but uh, we don't live in the same kind of realm because um, you can just talk to everyone, right? So I grew up as a military brat. Uh, my dad was uh, in the Air Force, and we moved every two to four years. And we learned really quickly that you either dealt with that one of two ways. You learn how to talk to anyone and everyone, or you hold up in your your room and you just came out when people drug you out and made you interact with other people. I am one who likes and enjoys to talk with everyone. And so uh, my friends were getting at this idea of I'm, I'm what you would consider an extrovert. And they are what you would consider an introvert. And really what that boils down to is this. In a room, if you enter into a room and you are there with other people, an extrovert is going to get energy from that. And so they're going to walk away from that room with a lot more energy and ready to go for whatever comes next for them, uh, filled with that uh, bucket-filling experience that they just had. Where an introvert, right, uh, they go into a room, half-filled cup of energy, and that just tanks their energy. And they need solitude, and they need some time away to rejuvenate, to, to rebuild that energy level up so that they can tackle the rest of their day. Well, uh, as we talk about journeying alone, and we look at this story It has nothing to do with if you're an extrovert or introvert. It has everything to do with how God has created us to be a community and to be on a journey together, right? We see that uh, from our sermon last week. Pastor Goff uh, showed a, a video of this WestJet Airlines and the miracle of Christmas that they give to people. And they they give these gifts. But before they give them, they ask the question, what are you missing most? What are you missing most from this year? And the overwhelming response was people, community, family. There's this sense that we are meant to be around people. And I think there's lots of reasons for that. But the, the, the idea here is that we're not meant to go it alone. That's what that song, Weary Traveler, is all about. And we've been singing it each week as we uh, have journeyed through the Christmas narrative. And here we get to Mary and Elizabeth. But the story of not journeying alone doesn't start there. It actually starts before. It starts with this idea that comes from the writer of Ecclesiastes, right? So in this book of Ecclesiastes, they talk about a time for everything. There's a time and a season for everything under the sun. And then there's this uh, 
four-verse narrative, this poem that's read at a lot of weddings. And it talks about how two are better than one. Because if you are alone, you have a lot of burdens that you carry. You, you have a lot of things you have to fight off, including robbers and cold. But even if we look at our own lives, we can see that if we try to go it alone, we have burdens that rack up on our shoulders, right? That we can, we can see the weariness of life that is happening to us and around us. And so we can ask that question, what is making you weary today? What's making you weary? But this author in Ecclesiastes doesn't leave it at that. He says, no, it's really hard to go it alone. It really is to not have a community around you. So two are better than one because they can fend off the cold. They can fight the robbers. They can pick each other up. But not only that, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. And, and that statement is pointing us forward. It's pointing us into the narrative that we've been journeying on together of this Christmas narrative. It points us to a foundation in Jesus and being connected to him. And so as it points forward, we read our story today and we, we, we look at the narrative of Elizabeth and Mary. Here we have this uh, teenage girl pregnant, not knowing what is happening. And then we have this not young uh, Elizabeth, who is in this journey together. And they, they, they are coming alongside one another to do life together as pregnant women. And as they do that, we see that the story doesn't just include the two of them, right? This is a story about Mary and Elizabeth, but it's also a story about Jesus and John. And, and how that, that even in the womb, there was a connection that they had. And so these women and these babies begin to look at a journey together. A journey that would change the world. With John paving the way for Jesus. And as we see this journey together unfolding, we hear these words that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. This term happens throughout the book of Luke and into Acts, and then it goes on into the words of Paul. But as we look at these words, filled with the Holy Spirit, we see that in the community that this happens, whoever is filled with the Holy Spirit begins to listen to what God is speaking into their lives and begins to share that with the people around them. They're never alone in their journey, but they're always speaking to someone. So here we see Elizabeth filled with the Holy Spirit speaking words into Mary. And if we fast forward, we see that at the time of Pentecost, the disciples are, are filled with the Holy Spirit, and they begin speaking about Jesus to the people around them in, in some very fascinating ways, and sharing a story of this baby who was born and would grow 
and live a life to tell about love and forgiveness and bring hope into the world. Die on a cross and be resurrected so that the story can come to an end that sees us as a part of it. You see, in that song, uh, Weary Traveler, it says you're never meant to travel this world alone. We have people in our lives for reasons, right? And in our community here, we travel together in a unique way. We travel together covered in grace. And so we're not just like any other community that, that comes together and has a meal and then leaves from that place. But we are a, a community that comes together to share love and forgiveness and bring hope into each other's lives. And we can do that because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's something that we, we claim to, and we, we hold on to that promise from our baptism. And so we can read these words of, Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, and we can say, oh yes, that's in our story too. We have a part of this story to play, and we have a part of it to play together as a community, as we journey together. And so the question is, how do we journey together well? Right? There's, there's ways to do it not well, but how do, we, how do we go at this and journey together well? And I think we take a lesson from Mary and from Elizabeth. As they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they listened. They listened to what God had to speak into their lives. And so that means that as we're connected to Jesus, we strive daily to become more like him. And we do that by getting into the Bible, into prayer, into devotional life, so that we can see where God is speaking into our lives. And then we're connected with one another. Yes, we're connected with each other here in, in worship, but also outside so that we can have conversations that go deeper about what it's like to become more like him, but then to find belonging, find belonging as we connect with one another. As we begin our new year, our director of belonging, Celine Newman, is, is working on making these connect groups. These are going to be groups that are gathered together throughout Fort Wayne area where people can come in and they can experience what community is like together as they listen to what God is speaking into their lives and have a place to share that. And so it's going to be a, a unique experience for us. And if you want to know more about that, let, let us know. You can put it on our Connect card or wherever you'd like, and we would like to get you information on what's to come in the new year. It also means that we take that information and we don't just let it sit within that group, but we know that we are forgiven to forgive, and we are loved to love others. And so we bless the world around us. We become disciples who are connected to Jesus and who are becoming more like him, we're finding belonging in the community of believers, and we're blessing the world around us. And as we do that, we do it with listening ears. Because so often, we are quick to speak and slow to listen. I've been learning more and more about active listening and trying to, to engage people where they're at and listen to their stories 
so that we can, I can have a, a moment where I can speak truth into their lives. And it takes practice. I was speaking with someone just recently, and we were talking about this, and I said, well, strive, strive to go uh, listen 80% of the time, speak 20% of the time. This person said, no way. There's no way. I can't be quiet that long. I said, okay, go 50-50, right? I can't even do that. Okay, well, how much can you do? Just do a little bit more. Listen a little bit more. So often, we are quick to try and correct. We're quick to try and give our opinion. We're quick to go and solve the problem. But as we journey together, and we journey together well, and we're covered in grace, and we know that the Holy Spirit works within our lives, if we listen to what the people around us are saying, we have an opportunity to share the love and the forgiveness and the hope that we have with them, whether they are in a community of grace or they're not. So we're encouraging and supporting one another in a very unique way that doesn't happen in other community organizations. And what a blessing it is to be covered with grace. That means when we don't get it right, when we fail and we forget to listen, God's grace covers that. When we feel like we're all alone, and the burdens are stacking up on our shoulders, and we don't know what to do with it, we have people to come alongside us to support and encourage us. And and some of us know what that's like, and some of us aren't there quite yet. We as a a church, as a family, want, want to strive that everyone is connected in some way to a group that that they can have that supports and encourages them where they're at. Because we know that God's grace, God's grace works in mighty ways in our personal lives, but then also as we come together as a community, as we journey together well. We also know that this journey isn't about just here and now. We know that this journey is Uh, something that has been uh, happening for centuries, right? If we look at the season that we're preparing for, we look at uh, John and Jesus in the womb, we know that they are going to be born and they are going to change the world. But we know that that story continues on. We know that we're a part of that. And being a part of that means we're in this journey together. We also know that we're in this journey with other people, other Christians from uh, long ago and people who will still come to faith. And part of the, no- the reason we know that is because we have creeds that we speak together. It's a part of our journey together. Not only are we covered in grace, but we are, are covered in these words that we speak together that help us anchor to what Jesus has done for us and what he means for us. Now, uh, I'm going to invite you to stand as we speak words from the fourth century that people have been speaking for all of time. And it comes in the Nicene Creed. <laughs> 